Welcome back to another episode of Shit That Goes On In Our Heads. Season 2, episode 5. We take some time to welcome back to the States our one and only G-Rex. G-Rex, we're so happy to have you back. How's your trip? Oh my god, our trip was amazing. Um, I'm still jet lagged. I don't know what day of the week it is. I don't know what time zone I'm in. Um. You know, thank God I'm semi-retired sabbatical. I can nap whenever I want to. Uh, it was a fantastic trip. Like, so one of the a couple of things happened while we were gone. Um, that kind of put a damper on the trip, but made us realize why we took the trip. So we had a. Um, I have a friend of mine whose 37 year old daughter died of a massive heart attack while oh. we were gone. Like, totally unexpected. And then we had another friend that was killed in a head-on crash by a drunk driver. Wow. So, you know, two things that really made us realize, like, why we do this, right? Why we decided to travel, why, you know, life is really short. So you just need to kind of, like, grab it by the horns and, and just go with it. So the the trip itself was amazing. And yeah, we went a little bougie, right? We went business class, but you know, we we saved for years to go on this trip. You know, COVID screwed us up so bad. We were supposed yeah. to do this in uh, 2020, but you know, COVID came came about. You know, we moved. There was a bunch of other shit that happened, and we went through a company called uh, True Trips, and they planned our entire trip for us. And the Shout best out. part of this trip is it was private drivers the entire time, right? And they picked us up in, like, bougie, like, Mercedes-Benz, the entire trip. Wow. Did it they was... help with flights, or did you have to cover So we whole... had to we had to book our flights from the States to um, Paris and then from Athens back to the States. But they, tra- they booked all the travel in-country for us. So we went from Paris to Florence, Florence to Athens, and then Athens to Mykonos and Santorini. So I'm an anxious traveler. So I'm, I'm right. really interested in your trip. So taking a step back, what time did you fly out? So we had to be, we flew out of Syracuse and our flight left at like 11 in the morning. And then we had a five hour layover in Newark. How do you, what do you do for five hours? You drink and eat. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So I do remember you love to drink, especially when you're on a vacation. So comparing it to your New York trip, what time did you start with a cocktail this go around? Um, not until about two. Okay. Two-ish. That's good. Yeah, because I had we had a lot to eat, right? So we ate a good meal before we left to go to the airport, and then once we got to New Newark, we had a really good meal. And then we knew we were flying business class, so they were going to feed us on the plane. We really tampered down our drinking because one of the problems about flying a really long time is um, it really affects uh, jet lag and also makes your ankle swell a whole lot. Mm. So being able to like lay down during this trip made a huge difference for me for two reasons. One, you're going to laugh because my feet, when I sit in the seat, they don't touch the floor, right? So surprise, surprise. they're like little dangling little <laughs> twigs. And number two, um, it 
it helped with my jet lag a little bit because I was able to sleep comfortably on the plane. Okay. So then we get into Charles de Gaulle. It's like 7.30 in the morning. I am like, where the hell am I? <laughs> what time is it? What time is it? And it was cold. Um, so funny story, when we're in Charles de Gaulle, they don't really give you instructions on where to go pick up your luggage, right? If the signage is very conf- confusing. So we get through customs, right? We, we walk out. We're looking for our driver. Well, now we don't have our luggage. So now I need to figure out how to get our luggage. So I ended up having to go down this little hallway, talk to a guy, like on a little call box. And I'm like, I need to get my luggage. And then this little, this lady on the other end of us, like yelling at me. She's like, why didn't you get your luggage the first time? I'm like, well, because like your signage sucks. Okay. Maybe put it in English. I don't know. Where, so, where is this place? Uh, France. Oh, okay. in Paris. Gotcha. So. When we landed in Paris, that's where I didn't pick up our luggage. You know, we were a little stressed out, but but we were a little tired and a little hungry, right? So we worked it out, you know, two two Americans in Paris. I speak like three words of French. My wife can um, speak a little bit of French, but uh, we were able to find like an American speaking information agent and they helped us out. Got our luggage, our driver picked us up. And we weren't sure if we were going to be able to check in right away because, you know, typically um, hotels don't let you check in until like three, four in the afternoon. So we got to the hotel. They checked us right in. We got a room. We took like a two hour power nap and then uh, went for a little walk. We found out there was a grocery store not too far from our, our hotel, able to, you know, get some French pastries and some wine, some champagne. You know, all the typical things you need to have in your hotel room. And then um, the days after that, so we were in Paris for five days. We did a tour of the Louvre. It, like, barely scratched the surface, but it was so beautiful. And I, I definitely want to go back because there were parts of the Louvre that I didn't get to see. Um, we did a tour of Paris, and I actually got to repropose to my wife. I love um, that. It was absolutely awesome. She couldn't figure out why I kept asking her to take her coat off because it was a little cold the day that it happened. And why did but you just want take your, to take just her? take your coat off? Just but, take it off. Was for it for five pictures minutes. or why? Yes. So I wanted to do it for pictures, but the funny thing is, is that um, anybody that knows me, I, I have a hard time bending down. <laughs> I couldn't get all the way down onto one knee. There's too right? many jokes because number here. Number one, I, I was laughing. Number two, my wife was laughing, but like I got her a really nice necklace and she was super surprised. It was like the biggest secret I've ever kept from her in 28 years, but it was right in front of the Eiffel Tower. And so to me, it was like the perfect place in the city of love. And then uh, we did a tour of the Champagne region uh, in Reims and Epernay. And my suggestion, anybody that travels to Paris is take that train ride we took a private car, but you can take a train for about an hour. Takes you out into the Champagne region. Number one, it's beautiful. Number two, these smaller Champagne houses really need your money, right? Because they don't ship internationally. They create their champagnes to serve to their local community. And it was some of the best champagne I've ever had. Ooh. 
Nice. So then after that, we flew to Florence and I fell in love with Florence. It was stunning. It was probably the cleanest food I've ever eaten in my entire life. When you say clean, what do you mean? Um, not full of a lot of additives or um, like the the wines are full of sulfites. You know, mm. for me, I, I have a hard time drinking red wine because of the sulfites. Yeah. But this wine was clean and beautifully prepared, um, a little hilly. So like if you're not into like hills, maybe get on the treadmill you know, five days a week for about a month before you go. So you can get acclimated because you are are at altitude. Um, we had an amazing tour guide in Florence uh, that we got to go see the Statue of David. And, uh, you know, it, it leaves you in awe. These are works of art that were done in like the 1600s. And just to see the amount of effort that they put into these works of art, it, it it blew my mind away. And the food, oh, it was so good. Mm-hmm. So good. We, I'm going to tell you, we probably walked every day at least eight miles a day. Yeah, you look a little thinner. Yeah, I weighed myself in the hotel um, in, where were we? In Greece, and I'm down to like 162. Nice. Like, don't ask me how that happened, because I literally drank and ate every single day. And not like light meals. The Europeans eat really heavy meals, and they eat for a long time. Mm. So, like, they have a, an appetizer, and then they have a first course, and they have a second course, and they have a third course, and they all eat dessert. Like, how they say stay so thin, I have no idea. But <laughs> I, I stay thin. Maybe it's and the, then, the cleaner food. Cleaner food. Like... And just really, really nice people. Like, they they knew we were American, right? I don't know any Italian. My wife doesn't know any Italian. Um, we tried. We used our translators on our phones. But, like, very accommodating and very welcoming. And we're happy to have tourists because, you know, COVID kind of screwed everybody up. Yeah. And um, one of the other really... We had two really cool experiences when we were in Tuscany. So we did a cooking class at one of the local um, wineries. It was amazing. So we had a translator and then a true like Italian chef. And she walked us through. Uh, we made uh, rolled up chicken with like uh, kale and eggs and prosciutto ham. Mm. And um, we made uh, a teglatelle with uh, sausage and tomatoes. It was so good. Amazing dessert. And they catered to us. They catered because my wife is gluten-free and really made the experience, like, if you want to reconnect with your loved one, that's the way to do it because mm-hmm. you have to um, you have to communicate, right? You have to be able to talk to each other and laugh. And, like, the best part of the trip was spending that time with my wife uninterrupted right mm-hmm. like i didn't have any outside influences i didn't have tv i didn't have my phone i had my phone with me but because we're on an international plan they only give you limited amount of data and so we always had it on airplane mode but being able to like spend that time like live your life enjoy it enjoy the fuck out of it because i'm telling you you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow 
Yeah. You don't you don't know what's going to happen tonight. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen a week from now. Like, I'm sorry that we waited this long to do stuff like this, but it was such a memorable trip. Like, we took amazing pictures. I, I got we. I was so fortunate that we saw a full moon while we were in Italy, and I got these really amazing pictures of the moonrise. And then another picture of, I was in an archway at the hotel and I just, I caught this perfect shot, like, and it was just on a whim and um, being able to do that. And then our last day in Florence, we went to Chianti, the Chianti region, and um, we did a pairing uh, with a a guy, he was probably in his late seventies, and his specialty is uh, balsamic. He had a thirty-year-old balsamic made with honey and apples. Oh, yum! And we had it over ice cream. Mm. It was it was the most delicious thing I've ever eaten in my life. It it like <laughs> melted in my mouth. So you're saying you went? You can't get that in the states. <laughs> You can't. you can't just so, go to like Publix and get some balsamic and board on. No, like this Got balsamic, it. like it is the original, like, you know, no additives, no nothing. We have a lot of wine and champagne being shipped back here to the mm. States. Nice. Um, we did end up having to buy a bag in it's either Siena or one of the other smaller villages we went to. Anyways, we bought we, we had bought a bunch of wine, right? Didn't have enough room in our luggage because oh, we were thought, oh, we just gonna small pack some small bags, right? And we bought a larger bag, but it was already full of stuff that we had bought in Paris. So in this little town we were in, they didn't really have a luggage store. There was an Italian leather luggage store, right? Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> so my wife sends me to go buy a bag. Okay, don't, oh, number one, no. don't send me by myself. What have you done? Okay. Just confess. So I ended up buying a $300 <laughs> Italian leather bag, right? Do you remember had what, wheels the, uh, on it. what the company was or the name of the uh, place? No, but in our show notes, I can, um, I have the card. I'm just it curious. Was, I, I have a friend that went and was looking at leather made goods. And I don't remember if they bought one or they really wanted it, but it was too much. I'm curious if it's the same place. <laughs> yeah, it was probably, well, it, it was too much, but, you know, um, beggars can't be choosers, and we really needed okay. the bag to even out our <laughs> Gee, Rex. even out our luggage because, you know, it was heavy, right? And um, <laughs> Can you please just tell me what your wife thought when you, when you brought that back? Um, well, thank God she had a couple of beverages, <laughs> adult beverages, before I told her, so it was okay. But she also felt bad because this region that we were in was really hilly, right? So I had walked like three miles back to go look at this luggage store and then three miles back to her. So it was like six miles of all this hilly. And it was hot in Italy. Like it was 80 the day we were there. Wow. So, um, yeah, I, I tell her and she's like, she was silent for about maybe five minutes. <laughs> But I was very thankful that she'd had a little bit to drink, so it was okay. Um, it turned out to be, you know, okay, it's a beautiful bag. 
I was like, um, tell me you didn't lose the bag. It didn't break. You didn't leave it behind. You have the bag. No. Dude, that thing's like worth gold. Right I was going to say. Right? <laughs> because so here's the funny thing. When I was buying the bag, um, anybody knows me, you know, I, I just happen to get along really well with a lot of different people. Right. Wow. So I walk into the store and it was a lesbian owned store oh. and they wanted $500 for this bag. I talked them down to 300 Nice. You know, just because um, I'm cute and sweet, and you know, oh lord, I use my are customer you service your chest voice. You tell me this, huh? <laughs> it's like, are you rubbing your chest as you tell me? <laughs> Nobody else can see you, but I can see you. It's making me uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm rubbing above my chest, your asshole. <laughs> All right, so you walked into the store. Okay, oh, you're like, I'm here for a bag. Look at how sweet and cute and innocent I am. Please give it to me for three hundred dollars. <laughs> well, well, and if, if I had cash, we could have bargained it on, on like to two hundred dollars. But I didn't have two hundred euros on me, so I was able to talk them down to three hundred bucks, you know. And then I had to like hike all the fucking way back to my wife, and I passed like this really uh, famous gelato store there, but I didn't have time to stop because our driver was going to be waiting for us. Um, down on the other side of this little village. So get back down. I talked to her. I'm like, look what I bought. And she's like, Ugh. like the, the look in her eyes. She's like, you spent how much? I'm like, okay, whatever. You know what? I, I thought you were going to say you didn't get gelato because you didn't have any more money after you spent the money on the back. <laughs> I, I, I had cash. <laughs> so we leave Florence and we took a train from Florence to Rome. If you really want to see the Italian countryside, take a train. It was beautiful. The problem is, though, is that they don't help you with your luggage. You know, and every piece of luggage we had weighed probably 20, 30 pounds, right? So How many pieces did that. you have? We had one, two, we had four pieces of luggage. Oh. Yeah, a gigantic suitcase, two little suitcases, and the $300 bag I bought in Italy. <laughs> Every single bag had Leave wine. everything else behind, but bring the bag. <laughs> bring the bag. Maybe leave your shoes and your dirty underwear behind. <laughs> so we get into Rome, and um, we had to go from Rome, the train depot in Rome, to uh, the airport in Rome to fly over to Athens. Well, our flight was, everything that day was delayed. But you know what? At this point, you know, we'd already had a really nice time in Paris. We'd had a really nice time in Florence. You know, we were drinking, kind of chillaxed, and, um, you know, it, everything worked out. So we get into Athens, like, really late, like at 1030 at night, and um, got into our hotel room. It was a beautiful hotel room right in downtown Athens. Unfortunately, we only got to experience it for about mm, six hours because the very next day we had a 7.30 tour to do the Acropolis and a city tour of Athens. <clears throat> if you ever, ever, ever get a chance in your lifetime, do it. It is history that's never going to go away. They are constantly... They have archaeologists there. They're constantly like re rebuilding, reinforcing it. Um, 
taking off the antiquities and putting it, they have a, a new museum in Athens for these antiquities and all the statues. Unfortunately, we didn't have time to, to visit it because um, we had a mid-morning flight to Mykonos. But it's definitely another place I want to go back to. So Florence and, and definitely Athens, two places I want to go back to. It, such a beautiful city. Um, a little crowded, uh, but like so much history. Like we got to see the original uh, stadium where they held the Olympics. Wow. The Towers of Zeus. It, it's stunning, right? Like you, it's not history that we learned here in the U.S., but it's it made me like the whole trip really made me think about history as I had known it and what I had learned. I learned something historical every single day that I was there. Awesome. And then um, after Athens, we flew to Mykonos. Um, if you're going to go to Mykonos, here's my suggestion. Uh, don't go in May because it's windy as hell and cold as hell. So we did not have enough warm clothing with us. So we actually had to buy a sweatshirt while we were there. Um, thank God I had my sweats because, you know, I was leaving upstate New York and it was cold the day we left. But um, enjoy the island. It's really beautiful. It's a little less crowded than Santorini. But they have a, a place that's called uh, Mykonos Town. And the problem, one of the things is, is if you're not able to walk or kind of get around like mobility wise uh, work with a travel agent because they can actually get you into town uh, for us we had to walk from the bus stop down into town uh, but it's really cool uh, all these little shops and we ate a really good restaurant and the food and the Greek wine and you know, just beautiful, but really, really cold. So for the four days we were in Mykonos, we spent a good part of it in the hotel room because it was really cold. Mm. They say the best time to go to Mykonos is in September. September through mid-October, the winds die down, and um, the Aegean um, Ocean actually warms up because it's had all summer to warm up. So then from there, we went to Santorini. Santorini is beautiful, super hilly. Um, another place, like if you have mobility issues, like work with a travel agent to make sure that they can get you accommodations that are on the top of the hill so you don't end up walking down a hundred stairs. The accommodations they gave us, we had to walk down a hundred stairs to get to where we stayed. Wow. Um, and make sure it's not a dated hotel. The hotel where they put us in was really dated. But just... The view, like I got some spectacular um, photo. What do you call it? Sunset pictures. Oh. The, our last night there, it was raining, and I just happened to walk outside, and I caught a spectacular sunset, like the red, red, red sun going behind the white buildings. It was fabulous. But coming home, it was the longest flight of my life. Eh, no, second longest. It was eleven hours. And it was turbulent coming home. Oh, that's brutal. So my other travel suggestion is if you're going to fly internationally, get global entry. Because if we hadn't had global entry, we would have missed our flight. Wow. When we came in, there were three other international flights that came in at the same time. 
and the line at customs was insane. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. But uh, like I said, we're still super jet lagged, but you know, I'm not working right now, so I can nap when I want to. I can drink when I want to. What was we your, already um... got... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, what was like, when you look at your trip as a whole, what are your favorite memories or what was your favorite thing that you did that you're happy you went for? I have two or three. Number one was spending time with my wife, right? It was 18 days of just being with her and experiencing this with her and seeing the cities through like a kid's eyes. She'd been to Europe before I'd never been. So I was amazed at everything I saw and touched and the history. Um, the second favorite thing was uh, doing the cooking class with her. That was so much fun. And we learned so many new techniques and how to make homemade pasta and local foods. And then um, I think the third thing was the uh, island cruise we'd done around uh, Santorini. We happened to ha catch really calm seas that day. Uh, and I got some really spectacular shots of um, my wife and I. And just the time, the time, the history, meeting new people. Um, I highly recommend it. Like, don't put the shit off, man. Was there anything that you could have done without? Uh, yeah, the added bullshit of luggage that we brought with us. Like they, we, as so while we're over there, we we found an article. It's uh, packing like five, four, three, two, one. I'm gonna have to read more into that. But we brought like too many shoes, too many pairs of pants, not enough warm weather gear. Um, but you know, just really slimming down on our packing, so we didn't have to buy a three hundred dollar bag in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the other thing too is go without any expectations, right? Go and, and even when things don't work out, be grateful that you had that experience. And that, that's something that I learned once we got to Santorini, because I wasn't really happy with our accommodations. And I had to sit there and do a mantra of like, be grateful, be grateful, be grateful, because not everything's going to work out. And you know, live the hell out of life. That me, um, like I said, I'm I'm sorry we waited so long to do this, but you know we already have plans to go to Canada in June. We're going back to Canada in July. Um, in August, we're going to Rhode Island. In September, in we may Island? go to Hawaii. Where are you going in Rhode Island? I have friends that live in Rhode Island. What part of Rhode um, Island? Um, Newport. Oh, okay. That's Why? Where did you think we were going? Uh, I grew up in Rhode Island, so I Did thought you? you were gonna say yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, dude, that's why I was like, Ew, "Why is that on your list of places to go?" <laughs> because I have really dear friends there that, that I want to see. Sense. Also, Newport, it's beautiful. It is beautiful, and then um, maybe Hawaii in September. Um, in November, I'm going to be back in Atlanta, and for Christmas time, we'll probably just stay home. Cool. Can, um, love, love and life, man. I love that. I wish I, I need to. I need to let go of the anxiety and travel more, which probably not this year, but I'm getting very serious about um, going to Greece next year. 
So like I said, if you're going to do Greece, I would do like there's an island cruise you can do. And then you hit like each of the different islands. Yeah. And you're on a ship, right? So you're not having to get on a plane and, you know, pack up all your crap and move. Uh, we uh, had met a couple of people that were on Greek cruises and, you know, they stopped there. They stopped in port for like three or four hours. Um, one of the things that if you do get a chance, I would go to Florence and um, the uh, balsamic and olive oils there, hands down, better than anything you'll get here in the States. Did you bring any home? Uh, it's being shipped. It'll be here in a couple of weeks. So when you get it, you're going to make your wife pasta? Uh, now that yeah. you're a pro? Love that. Yeah, we're, um, actually, we're going to make it tonight, but we don't have... Uh, we're missing some ingredients. So, the other thing we did in France is we ate a ton of escargot. Oh, I don't like escargot. My the, our producer Bizzle, he loves it, but I oh, I can't get into it. It's a texture thing. He he needs to come to my house, and uh, we'll make him the best escargot he's ever had. Send him out back. Have him. We could do dinner. it for you, so you would like it too. <laughs> well, I don't know. If I give you a shot of tequila, will you do it? <laughs> oh, well, we made gluten-free pasta, which was amazing. Sign me up. Yeah, we, you could come up here, make pastries. Um, I'll make you gluten-free pasta. But um, like I said, it, it was a terrible lifetime. And now I kind of have the travel bug. Uh, we've kind of decided that um, going forward, any trip over four hours is going to be business or first class. Bougie. You know, as you get older, it's just harder to, like, move around and, like, recover after really long flights. And it was funny, um, not funny, but very touching. When I got home, there was a packed chair for my brother, and it was an, an engraved bottle of Lanton's um, bourbon. And it, it touched me in such a way, I literally cried for, like, an hour. Mm. But, you know, going through this experience and being retired and seeing life through my wife's eyes because she's been retired for 11 years. So just being able to experience that with her now and spend that time with her and make new memories, to me, it's priceless. It's okay to be not okay. Just make sure you're talking to someone. You said you saw Michelangelo's David. I did. We sized it up. Um, I will post. So when we I didn't post, even have to ask you, <laughs> you knew where I was yeah. going. When we when I posted um, when we post our show notes, I will post a picture of Michelangelo <laughs> and David and little David. Uh, it's not little. Okay? Oh, okay. It, I th- I'm pretty like sure this, you sent like me a this, text. That was it's the size of my forearm. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Bizzle, you might have to cut all of this out. I don't know how appropriate this is to be talking about. It's t- he's tall, right? So, like, you can't touch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Didn't you send me a message? You were like, it's 
David's like little or something. You sent me some text, his, and I was like, "Have you been drinking?" His little pickle. Yeah, that's what you called it. His little pickle, but now you're saying his it's the size pickle. of a forearm. Well, how big's my forearm? How big am I, bro? Okay, that's probably six inches. Okay, so there ain't nothing wrong with six. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I don't do men, so I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. 